Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. We are wrapping up a series called Wonderful. Somebody say Wonderful. I love it. I love the play on words. Full of wonder. And I think that's what Christmas should be about. Something inside of all of us that that wants to recapture the the, the miracle and the message of what Christmas is all about. If you were here two weeks ago, we talked about the wise men and we talked about them being so grateful um, that they brought gifts, they brought their best. um, and, And the wise men in this Christmas narrative remind us to be grateful for all that God's given us. And then if you were here last week, we talked about the shepherds. Remember we talked about joy. Remember the announcement that the angel of the Lord gave to the shepherds? The Bible says that uh, I will bring you good news that will produce great joy for all people. Can I have a good amen? Well, today I want to wrap up this series, and I want to talk to you about Mary. I want to talk to you about Mary. And of all the, the players in this Christmas narrative, I think perhaps she is the most important. How many of you know none of this happens without Mary? Thank God for all the different pieces that plug into it, and I think there's, there's stuff we can learn in every aspect, but to me, she's one of the central characters to bring in this glorious miracle that we celebrate 2,000 years later. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and I want to read one single verse to you, and from that verse, extract some thoughts about this story from Mary's perspective. As you're turning there, I came across this this week. I thought this would be fun. Um, A small boy was writing a letter to God about the Christmas presents he so badly wanted. So he wrote these words. He started the letter by saying, Dear God, I've been good for about six months now. But after giving it some careful thought, he crossed out six months, and he wrote three months. After a pause, he crossed out three months, and he wrote two weeks. He thought for another moment, and then he crossed that out too. He got up from the table, and he went over to the nativity scene that had the figures of Mary and Joseph. So he picked up the figure of Mary, stuffed it in his pocket, and he started over. Dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again. (laughs) Come on, how many of you know the Christmas story does not happen without Mary's participation? Now, sometimes we, we, we read this and we rehearse it, and it's so familiar to us. It, it, sometimes we categorize it as like a fairy tale or fantasy. Sometimes we read the Bible and we think, well, it's such a different world and a different time. It becomes difficult to relate to. But what I want to do today is through the, the eyes and perspective of Mary, I want us to help us see the miracle of Christmas in a new way. She is one of the central figures of the story, but I'm not sure you realize what was actually happening in her life at the time. Most scholars believe that Mary was maybe 13 to 15 years of age, okay, a young teenage girl. The Bible says that that night when the angel of the Lord showed up to this young teenager, how many have a teenager at your house? Okay, how many teens do we have with us today? Okay, listen, this whole thing is riding on a teenager. Check this out. 
The angel of the Lord shows up to Mary, 13, 14, 15 years of age, and he tells her, you're pregnant. Uh-oh. How many know that's automatically going to throw your world into chaos? You're pregnant. That little child inside of you is a boy. Guess what? He's already gotten a name. His name is Jesus, and here's how God's going to use him, to be the Savior of the world. Okay, now don't, don't just race past that. Put yourself in her shoes. That's a game changer. Wait a second. I'm pregnant? How can that be? I've never been intimate with anyone. And the angel says, the Holy Spirit. I would be like, the holy who? I mean, for real, we read this in retrospect. We know the story from beginning to end, but there was no Holy Spirit at that time, at least a known Holy Spirit. She had no idea. The angel of the Lord gives her this announcement, and then he leaves. I would be like, whoa, whoa, wait, get back here. (laughs) You got some explaining to do. Uh, Angel, you've got to come with me to talk to my parents. Come on, mom and dad, can I have a good amen? Don't let me face mom and dad telling this story. They're never going to believe me. Oh, wait a second. My boyfriend, my fiance, you got to talk to him too. You see, what we don't realize is in the ancient world, had this played out in the natural, I mean, she was guilty by the punishment of her guilt. Unwed pregnancy 2,000 years ago, she could have been stoned. How many of you know these are real people we're talking about? And these are real situations. There's a lot riding on this for a young teenage girl. Now, now, here we are in church, and we sing these beautiful songs, and we preach these wonderful messages, and all of us are encouraged by this announcement. But I want you to consider this. The greatest news that the world had ever heard, at one time it threw her world into utter chaos. There was confusion, there was uncertainty, there was fear. How can this happen? You know, in order for us to be able to step into the fullness of what God has called us to do and be, I think there's a lot for us to learn from Mary's example. She had to totally trust God and completely surrender to him. Nod your head if you're with me today. This kind of news requires total trust and complete surrender. Somebody say total trust. Say complete surrender. She didn't understand. She didn't know. There was a lot of uncertainty. But if this thing was going to happen as God intended, it required her to trust totally and surrender completely. Look at Luke chapter 2. One single verse of Scripture reveals to us what was happening inside of Mary. 2,000 years ago. Luke's gospel records this. I love it because Luke, after the fact, sat down with Mary and asked her about her experience, and here's what she said. The Bible says in Luke 2, 19, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Okay, that's one single solitary verse, but it is chock full of meaning. The Bible says Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. If you're taking notes, the first word I want to give you today is the word ponder. Somebody say ponder. Now, that's kind of a strange word, isn't it? When was the last time you used the word ponder? I don't know if I've ever used it. Hey, babe, what you doing? 
How many just wanted to kind of just grab your chin? You, we say ponder, you just kind of need to do like this right here. Oh, I'm pondering. Yeah, well, while you're pondering, can you fold the clothes? Come on, come on, talk to me. Pondering. You know the word ponder means to reflect. It means to think about. It means to have an internal conversation. How many of you have conversations inside your head? Anybody got voices inside their head? How many love to talk to yourself? Some of the most intelligent conversations I have are with myself. To ponder means to think. It means to reflect. It means to connect the dots. How many of you know Mary's world was spinning out of control? It was chaos, and she's having to make sense of this incredible announcement. She's telling Luke in this interview, hey, when the angel said that to me, I had to ponder. I had to think about. Hear me, church. We not only worship God with our heart, but we have to engage our heads. For us, on Sundays, it's not just about emotions and feelings, and thank God for all of it. But you know what? You can love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and your mind. And my prayer for you this Christmas is that you would ponder, that you would think about the things that we sing. Think about the words that we hear, the story of Christmas that we read. you got to think about it. You've got to reflect You know, if we're not careful, we just get so busy in life that we can just, I mean, bebop on by the real meaning of this season. How many know we do things without thinking all the time? How many of you brushed your teeth today? Some of you didn't know whether or not to raise your hand. Guess what? You had to think about it. Did I brush my teeth? Guess what? If you didn't, people around you are going to know. How many have ever been nice in church and, man, it's just like, hey, um, look, would, would you like a mint? You know, that's subliminal for, hey, your breath stank. <laughs> you brush your teeth and you don't even think about it, right? Why? Because you've done it so much, it's just routine. You don't have to process it. What about driving your car? Have you ever taken a trip? You ever taken a road trip and maybe you traveled for three or four hours and you arrive at your destination and you're trying to think about how you actually got there but you can't really remember? You're just driving, driving. Don't remember the details of it, but thank God you made it. You know, we go through the motion sometimes, and we don't engage our, our mind. We're not thinking about what we're doing. There's a danger to that because this story for us becomes so familiar that we almost miss the miracle because we're not pondering. I want to give you this little exercise, okay? I'm going to to read a statement to you, and I want you to just give me the first thought that comes to your head. Are you ready? Number one, a comedian is a person who tells a funny joke, okay? Number two, the tree that grows from an acorn is called an... (laughs) The tree that grows from an acorn is called an... Okay, some of you are still not quite down. An acorn tree? (laughs) How many just a touch confused right now? (laughs) Okay, for those of you that are confused, all of you from Mississippi, let me tell you where we're... (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm teasing. All you Ole Miss graduates, we love you. We love... Listen, I messed with Port Allen last week, didn't I? Oh, hey, I say, God bless Mississippi. We love you, Ole Miss. Okay, check this out, okay? (laughs) A comedian is a person who tells a funny joke. The, The tree that grows from an acorn is called an oak. Okay, the vapor that rises from fire is called 
The sound that a frog makes is called a? The white of an egg is called the? Oh, yeah, turn to your neighbor and say, he got you. You saw what I did there. The white of an egg is called what? An egg white. Mm. Okay, okay. Do you see how the enemy just gets us rolling? Okay, boy, if he can't stop you from celebrating Christmas, then he will accelerate your schedule so you will hydroplane over the real meaning of it. How many of you know we have to engage our mind? Can I have a good amen? We've got to think about. We have to reflect. There is so much meaning. Otherwise, we're going to miss the miracle. Pay attention. It requires us to slow down. We've got to pump the brakes. We've got to press pause. You know, you only have 10 days left between now and December 25th. 10 days. You have a week and a half. Some of you just felt fear crawl up on you. I think especially this season, most people suffer from what I call hurry sickness. Oh, it's an epidemic. I mean, we just get rolling from parties to this preparation, this responsibility, these gifts, all the things that we have to tend to. God wants us to slow down. Mary, she had to ponder some things. She had to say, wait a second, let me do a little diagnostics. I want to try to wrap my brain around what I've just heard. You know, the truth is this. When you slow down, when you pause, when you ponder, it helps you to see things that you miss. How many of you know when you're in a hurry, life is blurry? But when you slow down, and this is a season where we've got to dial it back a touch, say no to some things so you can appreciate what God has put in front of you. In fact, when you, when, you, when you press pause, I want you to see how things begin to come alive. I want you to see this quick video of how you begin to appreciate the things God does. Check this out. I'm alive! I'm alive! Yeah? Yeah! Oh, yeah! Hey, Christine! You're here too! I love you! I know! Dad! What's happening? Uh, honey, the power works! It's coming! It goes on and off! Whatever we want! <laughs> We've got clean water! Oh, that's great! Look at that! Ooh! I bet I know what this does! Rain down the glorious water! Ah! <laughs> Shoes. Oh, what do we got here, guys? Food. Mm, I love food. What? A beef beef? Are you going to have work? This is awesome. Come on, look at here. Beef? The what? Jack, be careful. Ooh, I have a car. Did you guys see this? Yeah, you have a car. A car! <laughs> and don't forget your coffee. You're the best. Oh, come on. Isn't that great? Come on, put your hands together this morning.
Don't you love that? How many of you know God has blessed us? And sometimes it's the little things that we overlook. But when you slow down long enough, you can, I mean, just taking a shower. If you had hot water today, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Man, if you ate your Cheerios, you ate breakfast this morning, if you had a Pop-Tart, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. If you didn't have to walk to get to church today, somebody say, thank you, Lord. If you had a choice of what to wear today, somebody say, thank you, Lord. How many of you know God is good to you? And God's goodness is not based on you, but it's based on him. Uh, Listen, you can either live as if nothing is a miracle, or you can live as if everything is. How many of you have just decided that you are living in the middle of a miracle? Mm -mm 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 -mm. You see, it raises the level of your appreciation and your gratitude. Mary had to ponder. She had to stop long enough to consider. And when she did, something came alive inside of her. I mean, think about it. A virgin birth. We say that now and don't even give it much consideration. No other God in the history of the world ever chose to show up like our God did. No other religion. People worship a lot of things, but we serve the one true living God. The angel of the Lord said, you're going to conceive, you're going to have a son, you'll call his name Jesus. She says, well, wait a second, how can this be? I don't know a man. Well, you know what? The Holy Spirit's going to do a work inside of you. Guess what? Mary didn't understand it, but you know what she said? Be it unto me according to your word. Can I tell you, in the natural, it was impossible for her to be pregnant. But in the spirit realm, some of you, you need to speak the word of God over your impossibilities. Some of you are up against some things that don't make any sense and you can't figure it out. Listen, ponder through the example of man. Reflect on the goodness of God. It may be impossible for you, but nothing is impossible for our God. Come on, put your hands together if you believe it. Mm, My, 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 my. We're about to dance all over this stage right now. You see, at Christmas, we've got something to celebrate. Man, something supernatural stepped into this world. Listen, God couldn't make himself any bigger to impress us, so he made himself smaller to attract us. Here he comes in the innocence and the vulnerability of a child. And Mary, she pondered these things in her heart. She reflected, God, aren't you so good? that you would choose a poor peasant girl like me to offer up the gift of salvation to all of mankind? You got to reflect. Psalm 46.10, the Bible reminds us, be still. Somebody say, be still. (laughs) If you had a dollar for every time your mama told you to be still, how many of you would be rich? Be still. Reflect ponder. Be still in what? Know that I am God. Some of you just need to be still long enough to recognize the sovereignty of God in your life. He is at work, but if your life is so busy and so noisy, you're not going to recognize that he is God. Notice the end of that verse. It says, then I'll be exalted among the nations. Then I will be lifted up throughout the world. You see, there's something powerful that takes place when we reflect. Some of you are going to need to say no to some good things so you can say yes to the best things. 
Some of you, you're doing more, but you're experiencing less. God's saying, pump the brakes, press pause, and reflect. Uh, Look at what it says. Let's read that verse again, verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Number one, she pondered. Number two, she treasured. Somebody say treasure. Treasure. I love it. If ponder means to reflect, then treasure means to protect. When you treasure something, you hold it close to you. You you, you value it. You protect it. The Bible says that Mary treasured these things. After reflecting, then she's protecting. God, that you would say that to me. Let me ask you this. What's, What's most important to you? What is it that you treasure? You know, if your house were on fire and you only had a limited time to get three things out, what three things would you grab? That tells you a little something about what you treasure. How many of you know that that, that stuff and material possessions don't really matter much? But it's people. It's relationships. It's memories and experiences. Man, I would grab my kids. Man, I'd snatch up my kids. I I thought about this example. You know, when when sometimes we'd go to the grocery store and I'd have the kids with me, you know, before we got out of the car, I would have to give a speech to these kids saying, now listen, we're about to step out of this car, but these doors open. You're not going crazy. Dad's going to open the door and then take you by the hand. And we're going to walk through this crazy parking lot. And we're going to get you into the safety of the store. Guess what? I'm protecting these little ones. I'm keeping them close because they're valuable to me. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit will take you by the hand? He's not going to let you get run over by the craziness around. He says, stay close to me. I'm going to guard you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to watch over you. I'll protect you. Now now consider this. Notice that verse again in Luke 2. She says, the Bible says, she treasured up all these things. Now, what is it that Mary treasured? All these things. If you look up that phrase in the Greek, you know what the word is? It's literally rhema. Okay, some of you Bible scholars, you know what rhema is. What is rhema? It's the revealed word of God. Now, there's a difference between logos, which is the written word of God, and rhema, that's the revealed word of God. I'm thankful for this book right here. How many are grateful for God's instruction? Man, God didn't want you to be confused about your, your purpose in life or his will for you, so he expressly wrote it down. 66 books called the Bible. This is the logos, the written word of God. But as you read the written word, God reveals some things to you about you. Come on, could I have a better amen? That's what's called rhema. It's revelation. Some of you need revelation for your situation. And you say, well, I know the Bible is for all mankind. Yes, but as you read the written word, God reveals some things to you that you specifically need in your life. I pray that over my kids. I pray, Lord, give them revelation knowledge. In fact, here's what I pray over my children every morning when I bring them to school. Because sometimes they can memorize information to do well on a test only only to forget it the next day. How many know when we cram, we forget? I say, Lord, they're not just memorizing information to do well on a test, but God, give them revelation knowledge. Open up their mind to understand the mysteries of how the world works in math and history and English and science. Come on, somebody, talk to me. 
You see, revelation is the difference between your head and your heart. This is information, but some of us miss it by 18 inches. We need revelation. Some of you know the Christmas story. You understand how church works, but you haven't let information become revelation. The Bible says that Mary treasured the rhema, the revealed word of God. You see, all the prophecies in the Old Testament were beginning to be fulfilled through the birth of Jesus. And God wanted to use this 13-year-old peasant Jewish girl to be the ambassador of it. Is this making sense to anybody? Let, 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 me, let me try to drill just a little bit deeper. The difference between information and revelation. When, when Rachel and I first uh, started serving in ministry, we were the youth pastors here at this church. And I love it. This church is 26, almost 27 years old. When we first got started with just a handful of people, Rachel and I were responsible for hanging out with the youth. And I say this, once a youth pastor, always a youth pastor. Man, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor at heart. And all of y'all, now that you're adults, you're just teenagers in bigger bodies. Come on, that's how it works. And so I remember being in youth ministry, and, and we, we were preaching and teaching and, you know, serving kids. And, man, I created this message. Boy, I was so proud of it. I was, man, I knew it was going to help a lot of parents. And so I invited the parents to come sit in on a youth service. Come see what we do with your teenagers and, and how we're able to minister to them. And I titled the message, Loving Your Teenager without losing your mind. How many might need a little education in that department right there? Oh, pastors, tell us how to love our, these teens, tell us, show us about, I'll tell you about teenagers. Let me tell you what they need. Let me tell you what they want. Let me tell you. So, man, I'm giving all this expertise. And then something happened to change all of that. My kids became teenagers. How many of you know I had information But what I lacked was revelation. Come on, talk to me. Oh, yeah, I had to change up that sermon and and tweak some things in it because all of a sudden now I'm having to apply it to my own life. And that information was good when it was your kid. But guess what? Now that it's my kid, I need some revelation. Can I have a better amen? You see, God wants to give us not just good information. He wants to illuminate your mind and your heart, helping you to see what you can't see on your own. You see, in the Old Testament, it was Jesus concealed. But the New Testament is Jesus revealed. Here is the revelation of God. Come on, somebody say ponder. Somebody say treasure. Now say marvel. Uh, Let me read this final portion here. You know, Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, brought the Lord to the temple. After he was born, they brought him to the temple to present him to the Lord. And in this offering, they run into a man named Simeon. And the Bible says that Simeon was a devout believer. He was old in years, and man, his eyes were growing dim, and he was feeble in his body, but the Lord had given him a promise that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. So here Mary and Joseph bring Jesus into the temple, and Simeon sees this baby, and look at what it says here, verse 28. Then he took him up in his arms, and he blessed God, and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, 
that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. Look at what it says. And his father and mother, what did they do? They marveled. They marveled at what was said about him. I want you to see this progression. If ponder means to reflect, if treasure means to protect, then marvel means to connect. The dots were now being connected. You see, this this Christmas, if we follow Mary's example, we will be filled with awe and wonder. We will marvel at the great things God has done, not just for all of humanity, but for our hearts. You know, one of my favorite experiences so far this Christmas season, Rachel and I, this past Friday, we had a chance to go to LCIW, Louisiana Correctional Institute for Women. We went to the women's prison, and a team from our church has been so faithful, Miss Ann and some of our staff and volunteers, over the last two and a half months, they've been doing a Bible study in the women's prison. And they've had about 30 or 40 ladies show up every Friday. Well, it culminated this past Friday in a big Christmas celebration, and they were expecting maybe twice as many as that would show up in Bible study, maybe 60, 70, 80 at best. There were 160 ladies showed up this past Friday. And look, y'all, we had so much fun. Look, those ladies may be behind bars, but their hearts are free. And so they'd put on their own little Christmas performance, you know, this little Christmas pageant. And, you know, they had the wise women, the three wise women come in and, and bring their gifts. And then they had the shepherds, and there was baby Jesus, and the narration. Man, the whole, it was awesome. It really was. And we were able to give them gifts because of your generosity. We talk about 320 and, man, what that goes to. Your giving helped us to bless them. Everything, listen to this, everything that they asked for, we were able to provide and then some. Isn't that good? To God be the glory, but the credit is yours. I'm telling you. And we were so privileged to be able to share that experience. Well, part of the service, we sang songs and worshiped together. And before I got up to speak, there were four ladies, four inmate ladies that shared their testimony. And I want to tell you what, after their testimony, there was nothing I needed to say. One lady stood up, and they called her Mama Glow. And her name was Gloria. And when Mama Glow, and there's a reason why they call her Mama, too. She was respected by every lady there. I mean, she just commanded attention. Her skin was dark. Her hair was snow white. And you could see the age on her face. Life had been tough. But she stood up and she began to share. Didn't need a microphone. Everybody in there leaned in. And she started giving her story about how God saved her and set her free. She said, when I was a little girl, I had a dream of what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do when I grew up. And she talked about how that dream came under attack and so many challenges that she had faced. Think about it. This lady had served 53 years in prison. She carries a life sentence for murder. Okay, 53 years Mama Glow has been in prison. And she's talking about what God's doing for her. She said, when I was a little girl, I had a dream of what I wanted to do when I grow up. But I wouldn't tell anybody because I was so ashamed. I was afraid that they would judge me, that they would criticize me. So I never told anyone. But finally, one of her elementary school teachers got it out of her. Said, Gloria, you're going to tell me what is it that you want to do when you grow up? She said, well, when I grow up, 
I want to live in a big house, a big white house. And I want this big white house to be filled with rooms. And I want so many rooms in this house because I, I want to take care of children. I want these rooms to be, be filled with kids and people that nobody wants, that nobody cares for. And with tears streaming down her cheeks, Mama Glow said, you know, that dream that God gave me as a girl is being fulfilled right now. Watch this. She says, I stay in a dormitory that's all white. She said, it's filled with rooms. There are so many rooms in that building. And guess what? Those rooms are filled with ladies that I call my kids. These are my children that nobody wants, that nobody cares for, but God has given them to me so that I could encourage them. The same gospel that set me free and saved me, now I can give it to them. That was Mama Glow. And as she shared her story, I mean, we wept. Oh, I just get cold chills thinking about it right now. You know what? the courage and strength that it took for her to be able to share that with all of us. I thought, Lord, if you did it for Mama Glow, you can do it for anybody. That's the marvel, the wonder, and the awe of Christmas. Amen. Do you receive that today? Come on, put your hands together. you believe that? Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit HealingPlaceChurch.org.